You are now listening to The Beat Basement, Season 4, Episode 6. I like treating you over there in the quarantine. Man, hey, it's it's the same, man. Producer life, man. We stay locked in anyways. Presents The Beat Basement, where you hear from your livest producers, all of them. And this is where it all goes down, where you hear the funky sounds. From the producers that's up and coming to Grammy Award winning, all of them. And I'm your host, Swish, and we going in. Everything going in. Well, on this episode, we got the super producer, man. He's been working for years now, getting his grind on. I got my man, Clint Music, in the building. What it do? What's up? What's up? Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a musician, producer, songwriter. Um, uh, been producing, <laughs> I know, right? I do a few things. Yeah, keep going, keep going. But, but yeah, man, so uh, I guess I, I started, I guess professionally around 2009 is when I started my production company. Um, you know, grew up in Ohio, born and raised in Toledo. Wait, wait, Tol- so, so you started your own company? I don't mean to cut you off. You started your own company? Yeah. Hey, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. Entrepreneurs out here for real. Yes, sir, man. That's what it's all about. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I started that before I finished college in in Columbus. Uh, Shout out to the Buckeyes, Ohio State. The Ohio State. (laughs) So, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, music has always been a passion. um, Always been around it. And, um yeah, moved down to Atlanta like 2011 um, to just take things to the next level. And, and since then, I've been blessed to to work with Grammy-nominated artists such as Tamar Braxton, Case, um, Tyon T.C. Christian, and um, a bunch of TV networks. I do a lot of stuff for TV and film. Ooh. Um, so you probably Ooh. heard stuff on Love and Hip Hop. Black Ink Crew, The Kardashians, uh, a bunch of bunch of other shows. So yeah, man, just working, man, trying to get better every day. Man, that sounds good, bro. That sounds good. Sound yeah. like you cooking. Sound like you ain't came out the kitchen yet. Nah, man, it, it's too early to come out. We gotta we gotta keep cooking, man. Got to, got to. So were you? Um, let's go back to the Ohio, uh, the Buckeye days, man. Would you? Was you cooking up then, and, and what was you doing, man? How was that? How was that whole experience, though? Yeah, so it was it was dope, man. So while while I was in, it was challenging too because I already knew what I wanted to do, um, but I still wanted to kind of get, you know, get the degree out the way and and kind of get um, get a grasp of some some business concepts and marketing concepts. Um, so it helped me there, but while I was there, you know, I was playing for, for groups and, um, and the gospel choir there, African-American voices, gospel choir. Um, so that's where I was really able to, to develop musically as a musician. Um, so a lot of growth happened while, while I was there in Ohio. Um, it's a lot of talent there, you know what I mean? So, um, it was a great place to, to grow, to learn from other musicians um, and other people. So I was, I was making music, making beats and through college and just on that grind, man, just trying to get, get my grades and, and still work on my craft. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was what I was doing the whole time, just working on music, you know, and, and studying at the same time. So, yeah. 
Were you playing in the band? Um, yeah. A few, oh, oh. few different, yeah, a few different groups. Um, so I was doing a lot of like live shows and gigging and stuff like that. Um, so I started out on drums around four, um, played drums up until around 16. And, and that's when I started picking up keys and piano and things like that. Um, so keys is like my main instrument now. And then later on, um, you know, I kind of picked up bass naturally, just, you know, just from playing keys, you kind of know what the bass line is. So. I play around with the bass a little bit too, um, but keys is like like my main my main thing. Man, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope right there, man. Um, where where'd you get the name? Is that is that uh that's your name or that's your? Yeah, Clint, just my last name, man. Just growing up through high school, uh, most people just called me by my last name, so uh, so that's what that's that's what I'm known as is just Clint. Um, Anthony Clint Jr. is the full name, and then you know my company name is Clint Productions. Let's talk about this uh, quarantine name for producers. <laughs> I picked that out too, man. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So. Man, so okay, so I got I had a couple I had a couple quarantine beat names. Um, one was Chill in the House, another one was In My Shelter, and then another one was Locked In. So those are the three the three quarantine names that I, I came up with while I was creating. So, something to look back on and be like, I know exactly what I was doing when I created these, you know what I mean? Yeah, sitting in court, and you made history with them beats, though, you know what I mean? Because you can always go back and be like, dude, I was on lockdown, like literally on lockdown when the, the whole world shut down and cooking these beats. That's you true. gotta get these ones, you know what I mean? These are yeah. classics. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah. But yeah, Ohio, man. Uh, Bone thugs when I think of Ohio, you know what I'm Cleveland, saying? Yeah. Musically, so talented. And then that style, I feel like that style is still being used today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Migos and a lot of different people use it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, um, how'd you get started um, with producing? Yeah, that happened around. I was around 15. Um, me and me and my boys, we would uh we would just kind of make beats and then just kind of play them for each other. We would use, you know, uh, what was that? PlayStation Music Maker or something like that, uh, <laughs> or something. I forget what it, it was. Something, some PlayStation program. We used to drag loops around, try and rap over them. You know what I mean? So just playing around. But man, I don't know. I took an interest in the whole process of of creating something and seeing it from concept all the way to you know the finished product where where everybody listens um to the final product and I, I fell in love with that just that whole process man and um you know just growing up listening to to dope producers and and uh just wanting to be a part of that process and, and help artists out and um yeah that's that's kind of how it started man and i i never walked away from it so, so you like to be in the in the lab with the with the artists while y'all you know creating something? Um, I mean it goes both ways. Sometimes you know I'm I'm in the lab creating organically from scratch, and then a lot of times um, it's me creating the beat in my own zone, and then I shoot it over to to whoever I'm working with or to the TV show or whatever, and then you know they just kind of do their thing from there, and then you know we just kind of come together on the final product. Right. Right, right. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. Which one do you like most, man? I mean, I know they both bring in the right streams of income. 
Yeah, I mean it. I don't know, man. I mean, I like it all. I, I like it all. I think it it really depends on who I'm working with and what I'm working on. Um, everybody has their own vibe, you know. Sometimes, you know, as 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 creatives, a lot of us are introverts, so people like to be in their own space when they create. Um, so, I mean, technology allows us to do that. So it, it's whatever works. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope, huh? Yeah, that's really dope. Um, what you think makes a good um, producer or a dope producer? <clears throat> that's a good question, man. I think I think what makes a dope producer is the ability to uh, to have a vision, um, the ability to lead, because you have to you have to lead an artist, you know, through a session, and every artist is different. You can't talk to every artist the exact same way because they respond differently to different things like some artists you can just tell them straight up like yo that sucks do it again you can be hard on them and some artists you, you may have to make it a little sweeter you know what i mean to get the results that you want as a producer so i think a good producer knows how to get the best performance out of an artist how to uh, how to create an emotion if you're scoring for tv and film how to how to create music um, that pulls on certain emotions, you know what I mean, for certain scenes, um, and that it's not easy to do. So, you know, I think if you can do that, um, I, I think you're dope. And then, I, I guess, just kind of leaving room and getting out the way and letting the artist shine, you know what I mean, and yeah. you know, and do your thing without, you know, doing too much musically. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you can outshine the, uh, the artist every now and then. That ain't that wrong? It's you happening gotta, a lot now. You got, you got, yeah, you got you to gotta do it tastefully. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I like I like definitely. to pick little I like to pick little spots and and songs like you know certain spots where I can I can add my little you know right. runs and all that stuff. So yeah, right. And that's why I think producers added those their tags as much as they do now. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm here. You know, recognize me too. You know what I'm saying? Because you bobbing your head all day to the beat. Um, I'm gonna let you know who I am. Now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, good for Brandon. Hey, let the listeners know who all you've worked for, worked with, and what you had. You know. Um, let's see. So. When I, I first started out, my, my first major exposure, I guess, or experience uh, was Music Soul Child. That kind of got the ball rolling as far as music, <laughs> continuing to, to pursue it. The record it, the record didn't get placed, um, but we worked on it, and that gave me a push. And then from there, I worked with Tamar Braxton, um, Tyon Christian, also known as TC, um, Dondria Nicole, uh, Case, um, let's see, uh, keeping up the, as far as TV shows, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, mm. Thursday Night Football, um, Black Ink Crew, Loving Hip Hop. Yeah. Um, so you about to get that spot with Kanye then soon. You about to get that, that collab, you and him. Hey, let, let Kanye know I'm ready if he wants All to. Right. right, I'm All here. Right. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, man, and a bunch, a bunch of other shows. I can't, right. I can't keep up with everything. But yeah, man, absolutely. What's your style? You know, R and B, soul, trap, soul. 
that whole that whole lane. What do you think about Live Nation not giving refunds to fans who bought tickets for their artists? Yeah, I knew uh, nothing yeah. about that. Really? Yeah. Yep. Damn. I mean, yeah, because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? If you paid in advance for a ticket, they were not trying to. They are not trying to give up that money. So you know, so, it's still a work in progress. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. Um, nah. Fully, like I understand, there's costs associated with, you know, you know, processing tickets or whatever. So at least, at least, give them the majority. Take out whatever fees, you know, the little fees they add when you purchase right. a ticket. But right. give them, you know, the majority of the money back. Because if you ain't going to the show, you ain't experiencing it. You know, I, I don't think that's right. Um, I know a lot of companies, man. They've been, they've been real lenient with, with. You know, offer. I've I've had to give partial refunds because um, my tour, the tour was was, it was physical. Like I was going city to city and and having sessions in studios and and we can connect on a personal level. But um, it had to go virtual. So if you wanted to still attend the virtual one, I gave people like fifty percent off rip just because I mean it's only right. You you change the experience. You have to you have to compensate people accordingly i only think that's fair yeah and it's hard times right now you know what i'm saying a lot of Absolutely. people working. exactly so, yeah. exactly i didn't understand that neither man yeah yeah tell the listeners about your tour though man your, um what is it it's the road to 10 placements tour yeah so the road to 10 placements tour is is focused on you know getting getting in the the tv and film sync licensing um lane of of the music business um so literally it's um <clears throat> i, I limit it to only 15 slots per date because i want to be able to share as much information as possible and I, like i don't hold back um so i try and share as much information as possible to get people started and, and give them insight to like the exact steps that I took to start getting music on MTV, BT, VH1, CBS, NBC, all these. Did you, did you take there. classes? Did you did you take business classes when you was in Ohio? Or? Um, I took I took um like consumer marketing, some marketing classes and things. So like this that. is a lot of stuff that producers need to know about, man. They really need to know about your your tour and your class, bro. Yeah, so that's 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 some big stuff you talking. Absolutely, man. So yeah, so during these sessions right now, they're all virtual. So literally anybody from around the world. Uh, last week we had we had somebody from from Canada, from Australia. So literally anywhere around the world, you can join one of these dates. And we talk about music production, music licensing, music business. Uh, we talk about different deal structures to look out for in music licensing. Um, you know, sometimes we get questions on just how to structure your business, your music production business. And we just dig deep, man. And um, the first five for each date, um, who grabs their slot? You know, I give them my Road to 10 Placements PDF and audio course free. So just a ton of value, man, just trying to help producers who don't know about this stream of, of income for, for music, um, just helping them get the knowledge that they need to, to get out there and, and start shopping their music. A story about hip hop that you went through, your first experience or whatever, anything. Okay. Um, 
Man, okay, so I guess I'll talk about um I guess I'll talk about I guess a personal experience I had with pro- producer teams and and producers and things like that. So, um was working with with the producer and we kind of we, we were in the the makes of just kind of creating this whole team, we just bang out tracks, bang out tracks and uh send them and, and just build from there um so <laughs> something happened man where i had some sessions on my computer on my laptop that i was working on I haven't shared with anybody it was on my laptop still working on it and um i remember the day i went over there because we we was he was installing some stuff on that joint and i remember i had to leave um to go to a rehearsal because this was this was back back when I was gigging and, and doing live shows and things. So I had a rehearsal to get to. So I left my laptop there. Stupid me. Uh, so some some weeks went by and uh, the guy shoots me an email. It's like, yo, like, I want you to finish this this beat. Um, you know, do your thing or whatever. So I'm listening. I'm like, this is my beat. <laughs> like, why, how, how are you going to send my stuff to me to finish? And, I, and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the session because I made a typo, right? So I'm typing, I made a typo and I capitalized like the R on crash or something like that. And I remembered it because I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's a typo, like whatever, I don't care. Um, and it stayed like that, nothing changed. So it was like, um, literally, like it was my session stripped down and sent back to me to finish. And pretty much then the at the end of the day, um, I confronted him about it. He denied it, tried to come up with an excuse. Um, I immediately stopped working with him. It's the cook-up. Time for the cook-up.
roots create bitter fruit. Hebrews 15. Yeah, man. Whatever's deep rooted in you that you're holding on to that's negative, holding you down, making you mad, keeping you with that mad spirit, let it go. Dig up those roots because um, it's only holding you back. Um, replant your seed. Re replant your garden. That's my word, y'all. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Peace.